Hello everyone, welcome to Be Fit and Strong podcast where we talk about muscle growth, fat loss and healthy lifestyle. My name is Mirza and welcome to the episode number one. In today's episode, I want to talk about the best rep range for optimal muscle growth. I'm going to explain you why there is no perfect rep range and why you can grow equally fast both with very low reps and high reps as well. So let's dive in. This is a topic where there's a lot of bro science involved. Even today, people still believe in so-called hypertrophy range, which is between 6 and 12 reps. Um, It is believed that this rep range is most optimal for hypertrophy and that anything out of this range is simply suboptimal. So, for example, if you go higher than 12 reps, you're now training for endurance. And if you go below 6 reps, it's mostly strength training and very little hypertrophy. So how did this myth actually start? Well, the answer is simply by the sensation of training. And indeed, when it comes to the muscle pump, 6 to 12 rep range seems to give you the most pump with high enough intensity. If you drop the weight too much and aim for, let's say, 20 reps, you probably won't even feel the muscle working the first 10 reps. While if you increase the weight and aim for 3 to 5 reps, you will not even get the pump. But... We cannot make conclusions based only on sensation. So let's see what the science has to say about it. Before we uh, see the studies on rep range, let's look at how muscles actually grow first. Just so we cover that topic as well and we understand everything about it. Out of the main three factors that affect muscle growth, which are mechanical tension, metabolic stress, and muscle damage, mechanical tension is by far the biggest driver of muscle growth. So the more tension there is, the higher the muscle growth. What this means is that heavier loads should stimulate more muscle growth compared to lighter loads. Now, we already see a discrepancy here with a hypertrophy range of 6 to 12 reps. To back this up, actually, studies consistently show that lower rep range is just as effective as 6 to 12 rep range. For example, uh, there is a study by Campos et al. in 2002 it showed that four sets of three to five reps achieved the same levels of muscle growth as three sets of nine to 11 reps. This has been proven over and over again by many studies over the last 20 years. Now, on the other hand, studies show that even high rep ranges of up to 30 showed similar levels of muscle growth when taken to failure. This last part is actually very important because For high reps to be effective, you need to go very, very close to failure because there's simply not enough mechanical tension throughout the first half of the reps. This exponentially increases as you approach the failure point, basically meaning that last three to five reps are crucial when you're doing high rep work. And the the problem with this is that I see a lot of people in the gym stop far before they reach this point simply because of pain. The best way to know how close you are to failure when you're doing high rep work and also medium or low rep work as well is to look at the velocity of the movement when you're performing an exercise. So as you get fatigued, the velocity slows down. High force of production requires slow movement speed. If you record yourself, for example, doing one repetition maximum on the bench, you will notice that the movement is very slow. And if you compare this to 
last few reps, when you aim for high reps like 30, uh, you will notice that the movement speed of the last few reps on the 30 rep max is very, very similar to your 1RM. And this is when you know that you're actually working close to your failure. So if you're not ready to push yourself uh, through the burning sensation, then this might not be the best option for you. So by now, we uh, clearly see that the hypertrophy range of uh, 6 to 12 reps is simply a myth and that you have a lot more flexibility incorporating different rep ranges to achieve your fitness goals. So basically, you can have the same results using anywhere from 5 up to 30 rep range. However, a few considerations need to be made before picking your rep range. So let's discuss that as well. So you have to be, first of all, practical about your rep range selection. Keep in mind that high rep work is brutal and it induces far greater fatigue than low rep work, contrary to actually what most people believe. Now, to prove you that high rep work is more fatiguing, try lifting weight after you completed 30 reps to failure. I think it will be quite difficult. Now, compare that to your six repetition maximum where after a finished set taken to failure, you can simply reduce the weight and keep doing more sets. So this is why higher rep range is not recommended for compound exercises such as squats or deadlifts as they induce ridiculous amounts of fatigue that can impair the rest of your workout. So what works best is to lower your rep range on these exercises and increase your rep range on isolation work such as lateral raises, bicep curls, leg extensions, uh, leg curls and so forth. So what is very interesting to me is that a lot of isolation exercises like lateral raises and let's say leg extensions cannot even be done properly with a very very high load. The form simply starts to break down as you keep increasing the weight and that's the problem. So because of this going anywhere between 15 to 30 reps on these exercises might actually be a game changer for you if you haven't tried that. You will uh, keep your form in check which is the most important, and you will actually completely isolate that muscle that you're trying to stimulate instead of using other muscles to leverage because of heavy weights. Now, another factor to consider are injuries. Going very high in intensity and doing low reps might be extremely taxing to your joints and connective tissue. So this is where high rep technique might be very, very useful. I always say that what mainly separates intermediates from advanced lifters is injury management and the way they work around injuries or even prevent them from happening in the first place. So for example, high reps are not only very useful for injury prevention, but they're also very useful for injury management. You see, when you get injured, a lot of the times the worst thing to do is to completely avoid the working out. Not only does this slow down your recovery time, but you also start to go backwards losing strength and muscle at the same time. Now, what you can do instead is, depending on, of course, the injury, is use high rep technique that allows you to stimulate muscles equally, but also increase blood circulation level, especially around the injury area. As a result, this might speed up the recovery time while building muscle at the same time. Now, keep in mind that going super light and high rep is not always a good idea for injury prevention, on the other hand. So for maximum tendon adaptations, an intensity of above 70% of uh, one rep max is required. For many, uh, this is equivalent to 12 reps and below. So basically, in order to keep progressing, you need to keep your tendons strong. 
as your muscles get bigger and bigger, your tendons often struggle to catch up and usually give up first before you even try overtraining or overstimulating the muscles. This is one of the reasons why overtraining is particularly hard to achieve and why likely you'll get injured before that even happens. And this is the reason why it's essential to incorporate some lower rep work as well to find the balance, of course. Now, what about strength development? In order to keep muscles growing, we need to progressively overload, right? And the only way to achieve progressive overload is by getting stronger over time. So to maximize strength development, you need to increase muscle size, but also improve rate coding, which is your neural adaptation. This is particularly important for strength development as it can be only maximized by heavy weights. You see, the way nervous system activates your muscles is through motor units. Some motor units are small and some are big. The big ones are reserved only for super high intensity where they get triggered for full muscle activation. Literally all fibers are recruited at this point and your muscles produce the maximal amount of force. When using lighter loads, smaller motor units are recruited first um, that are mainly type 1 muscle fibers uh, or slow twitch type of fibers as they produce low amounts of force but for a longer time. Now, this principle is called Henman's size principle that you might have heard before. Now, intensity is above 85% 1RM, which is equivalent to, let's say, 6 reps. Activate all motor units from the very first rep. Your muscle activation is maximized from the first rep. With lower intensities, muscle activation starts much lower and reaches its peak only in the last 3 to 5 reps. So, for example, if you compare 31RM with 6-1RM, only the last few reps of 31RM are similar in muscle activation compared to the first rep of 6-1RM. This is exactly why higher intensities are better for building strength. They simply achieve higher muscle activation and improve rate coding. Now, what's the catch with this? Well, more strength means easier progressive overload. This is particularly important for natural trainees as getting stronger is basically the only way to sustainably grow your muscles. The level of intensity depends on your training age as well. The more advanced you are, the higher the intensity is required to maximize strength adaptations and muscle growth. However, beginners and intermediates, they don't need to really go high in intensity. On the contrary, beginners are better off staying in a 60 to 80 1RM range when it comes to the intensity, which is equivalent to anywhere between 8 and 15 rep range. Advanced trainees have even more flexibility and can train anywhere between 4 and 30 rep range. For optimal strength and muscular adaptations, uh, it's best to implement both. Ideally, you can use a lower rep range with more uh, compound exercises like bench press, deadlifts and squats while using high rep range on isolation work or smaller muscle groups. As you can see, there are several factors that you need to consider before picking the best rep range. But the key takeaway from today's podcast is that you have way more flexibility with the rep range. Do not limit yourself to 6 to 12 rep range as you can achieve muscle growth using anywhere between 4 and 30 reps. If you have any questions about this, you can find me at bfitandstrongfitness.com. Let me know if there's anything I can do I can clarify for you. Thanks for listening and have a great one, guys. Take care.